Nobody wants to use the word dynasty. Nobody wants to use the word uh, greatest of all time. Uh, nobody wants to use these yet with Kansas City. They don't want to use them with the Chiefs. They don't want to use them with Patrick Mahomes because Tom Brady's just retired and he's done everything he's done. And the Niners and the Cowboys, pick your the Patriots, pick your dynasty. Nobody wants to use the words of, of any of those yet with Kansas City. But, boy, if you take what they've done and even project what they haven't done but what they might be stepping into, fellas, I don't know if we we shouldn't use the word uh, dice. Good to have you aboard on a Monday edition. Good, bad, ugly, great for the Super Bowl. Uh, Jack Michaels back from uh, the road trip. Thanks, fellas, for knocking that out. I, I, it turns out part of my voice was north of Omaha. Mm. F- found part of the voice. Right? About Yankton? Yeah, or... right around <laughs> It was in City. Or? It was in Mitchell, South Dakota. Okay. It was in That's next good. To, next to T. Uh, <laughs> no fun intended. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, maybe Elk Point. That's my mother-in-law's hometown. Is Elk it Point. really? How come I didn't know that? And I've known your mother-in-law for thirty uh, years. Yeah, she's from Elk Point. That was one of the first places the Red Hawks had an exhibition game. Really? Back many, many, obviously twenty-six years ago. Yeah, because my uh, both my. Uh, my mother-in-law, father-in-law are South Dakota natives. Elk Point, South Dakota. Elk Point uh, and uh, uh, oh, what's, it, what's it, uh, Esteline. I'll be darned. Mm. I remember going to Elk Point on that bus and then, uh, and, and like guys like Daryl Motley going, we're driving this far to play one exhibition game in <laughs> right. Sioux City? Exactly. I think we got the wrong end. We got a longer drive than the Explorers did here to play an <laughs> exhibition game. I love Elk Point. I was going to come in today, Derek and Brad, and, and, and throw the uh, – you know, matchup matchup question today. Who was better, Sirianni or Andy Reid? Who was better, Stapleton's anthem or uh, Rihanna's halftime? Who was better, Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts? I was going to start giving these these things today, and then I thought, well, I don't want to pit it one versus one versus one because you can make an argument for Jalen Hurts being the most valuable player of a Super Bowl. He didn't win, right? Exactly, right, guys. Uh, so, I wouldn't though. No, no, not with because, and, and the reason why is. Fumble. The fumble kills you. I mean, it just it, it overshadows everything else you did because they're going to go up twenty-one-seven. I think yeah, that and, was and, a momentum, and kill. that Huge. changed Huge. everything. And you just cannot have that type of turnover. Really, kind of unforced. I mean, he he yeah, just he just, rolling he just, just dropped the ball. the ball. Do you know what I loved yesterday about all of that? And then we heard some of the cuts in the montage. To Derek's point, Jalen Hurts' accountability in the post-game show. Mm-hmm. He says it's a huge play. And maybe maybe cost us the game, you know that you can't turn the. You know he went into that thing as just humble sure, yeah. accountability, one hundred percent. And then Bradbury, yes, the accountability was off the charts. Uh, if you're a young athlete, it was the accountability was uh, Sirianni, off the charts accountability yeah. in, in a loss. I was just absolutely. Uh, That's going to be impressed. one. That, you know, Philadelphia fans. I'm, I'm glad they got to the Super Bowl a couple years ago for them because it would drive you crazy because they. Could have walked in that game. I think. I think they had the opportunity to there put the chances. metal, 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 pedal the metal, and just to mm-hmm. run over them, and really left the Chiefs reeling. But I say it all the time: the most important stat after the final score is turnovers, and that turnover—you got a scoop and score in that situation—that changed everything because the momentum was on Philadelphia's side so much. And then the other big thing that you, you know, you don't go into a game, and this is why I don't. I hate when people are, who do you think is going to win? I'm like, well. Hey, how do you predict turnovers in big plays? Uh, big plays on special teams. I, I just wrote down that H- is HYT hidden yards. Oh my and turnovers. heavens! Uh, unbelievable what that did. And so, it, it's hard to pick football games when things like that happen. And, and hats off to the Chiefs for getting it done. And that's that would be. And you got it. 
as bad as the Philadelphia fans are, about 80% of them are, uh, boy, the accountability, as you said. with the, They were so impressive. And I will say this about the that call. It is kind of like uh, going 40 and a 30 when you're leaving a small town, right? <laughs> right. And the local cop, you know, maybe that's will give you a warning. That's one you could probably see, yeah, say, oh, slow down next time. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's what people are looking at. But I think that more, if I'm looking at it, and I texted you on this, Jack. Yeah, you and I had a little conversation I on do, this. The NFL has to make it a little bit more clear or whatever a catch is. I didn't think Goddard was going to stand, to tell you the truth. I didn't either because I don't think he had <laughs> yeah, total did. control of it by the time he Got lifted it. that back foot. Right. And so, so, but if they want to call that inclusive, inconclusive, fine. But then the, the, the big the other six. One that they let go for yeah, the, uh, yeah, the, the tackle The other fumble, scoop yeah. score, I should say. Is that really conclusive? And this whole thing, because – Goddard's football move really wasn't there other than falling out of bounds. The, the fact that a cu- catch going out of bounds or in the end zone is so much different than in the middle of the field is a problem for the NFL. You better embrace embrace the gray. Be, and I was texting you this last well, night. Right. If, if you don't but, em- embrace the gray, you are going to beat your head silly against a wall in the National Football League. To Derek's point, Brad, uh, I think that what did you text me? Now I don't know what a catch is. No, again. back we to square one again. I, I haven't since Des Bryant in Lambeau Field. Let's but I face told it. Derek, I said it's gray, and you could just you justify both. So it's like, okay, what's going to be called? So yeah, I'm there was one the that uh, the Eagles had like inside the twenty that was initially called a catch. My first thought because he had it, and then it popped out, and then he had to go. That's not a catch. And then they they said no, it's not a catch. And then Mike Pereira says, well, I think they got that one wrong. It's like, I'll. I'm sitting at home and I didn't think it was a catch, so I, right. I don't know what's what's what any what 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 Can ends up. Can you imagine up? our our uncles and aunts and moms and dads and and if you're fortunate enough to have grandmas and grandpas that are watching this that feel like they've seen enough football in their day uh, to understand the the obvious rules of football and what a turnover looks like and what a fumble looks like. They'd be so confused today. Well, it is yeah. just off the charts because we just, we, oh, they've got to catch it, then get two feet, and then make a football, you know, kind of make that third move to the. I'm like, we are into like the Zapruder film so badly right now in sport that I don't know if it's good, bad, or indifferent, you know? Yeah, I just, for me, I just thought that the Goddard catch against his ear was that total control. And I say this as someone, you know, we grew up watching Chris Carter, and he probably perfected the tiptoe on the mm-hmm. sideline thing. But dead leg master. Yeah, I mean, but he wasn't necessarily what I'd call a, you know, making football moves or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I just don't understand why in the middle of the field, if you catch the ball and there's two feet down, why you need to have that third thing where you don't on the <laughs> sideline. And, and <laughs> I mean, right. that is, that's what the NFL has to clear up uh, to, to me, I think, because I that makes no sense. I, I, uh, I guess in the middle of the field, yeah. But if you're if you go down and you step down. I don't think we can, you know, and, know. and, and to Bradbury weird. on the on the on the defensive holding. Obviously, there's a few things that everybody's pulling from the Super Bowl. Is 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 Mahomes injuring the ankle? I'm sure Chiefs fans thought it's over. Oh yeah, this for is sure. It. In the second quarter, it's done. Did Chad Henney do it? Yeah, right, right. Well, what do we need to do to overcome a double digit deficit? Which, by the way, I think uh, teams had had a lead or something like uh, 26. And well, I've got a stat that came out that's it's it's just unbelievable. Only one other team has done that. From what I understand, uh, that and then the the defensive hold, and it's funny because Derek last night texted me this, and, and we were chatting about that, and then about the hold and various things, and and I thought about uh, the movie A Few Good Men, when and I, I forget the names in the movies. I know that uh, the, the the Tom Cruise lawyer is his name in the movie is what um, in, in A Few Good Men. I don't know. Line uh, Caffey. 
Yeah. Uh, Caffey. Lieutenant Caffey. Lieutenant Caffey. Yes. So the other, uh, the, his, his, his partner there, the lawyer, mm-hmm. uh, the gentleman. And then there's Demi Moore. Yep. And Demi Moore. And, and, and <laughs> Cruz is sitting on the couch and says, do you think my dad would put Jessup on the stand? And he says, neither Demi Weinberg or, first, uh, or Lieutenant Donna Caffey, it doesn't matter. What would you do? Mm-hmm. And that's the problem with the, that, that, that NFL call. People have asked, what would you have done? And that's the thing. We weren't there. We weren't the referee. Yeah, and I it's that I, referee that looks at it, sees a tug, and it's what would he do? That, and that's what he did. And, that, and that's a great point. Because right? I thought the exact same thing. In real time, mind you, in real time, when Mahomes is throwing to a spot and it looks like a guy is getting turned around, I can see where that flag is called. I, you know, Because I thought at the time when I kind of looked in the corner of the – Well, that's too far. I yeah, I mean, he, so – because Mahomes throwing to a spot and that guy getting turned around just enough just warrants the call. That's what brought the call. That you're a hundred percent right on that right. in well, real time. In real time, what would that you do? Game is so fast, and I think that's the tough part that the official on and on the field cannot really judge. Because okay, let's say we have instant replay for, on that. How is that conclusive if you, <laughs> to say that he didn't turn him? He turned him just enough. There to, was enough a tug. Now could he have caught the ball? I don't know, but that doesn't matter in defensive holding. That only matters in interference. And hardly sack called anymore, where they you know right. wave it over their head and say uncatchable. It's a human element, Derek and Brad. That earlier in the game, and I forget the receiver that went. I don't know if it was out of the slot that settled in between the hashes, where it appeared that like there was a tug there that didn't get called mm-hmm. it, again on a on a Kansas City receiver, and so that's the issue is that we're human, and one didn't. And this one did, and the one that did happened in the biggest time of the game. Well, you know, and that's, I, that's what people tra- are sure about. I've used this traffic analogy a lot with pass interference, haven't I? I mean, over the years, nope. I mean, just sometimes you'll run a police officer who will warn you going 12 miles and over. <laughs> some will say, I'm going to give it to you 10 over so it doesn't go in your insurance. And then some are just going to be, We're, I'm giving you the 12 yeah. over. And well, that's kind of what you have it. here. Like the state of Wisconsin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Those right. blue state troopers in Wisconsin <laughs> are no joke. So, yeah, that's a very good analogy. Right? Yeah, it, I mean, it, it is, and uh, that's what you get with referees sometimes. And that, to me, is you know pass interference. And to to your point, there's a lot of gray when it comes to Holding and pass interference, that's all there is to it, and we have to learn to live with that. Otherwise, we will go crazy. Good, bad, ugly, great. Um, you can text those into 35270. It's it's post-Super Bowl, and then, you know, we kind of turn the corner. You know, the draft, yeah, I know it's coming up. The NFL never goes away. We'll have some kind of thing. we got coaches on the move. In fact, <laughs> Billy, don't get too attached to those coordinators. Yeah, that's true, too. Like you're yeah. going to lose both of them, by the way. Uh, you know a storyline that I think kind of just kind of swept under the radar and just thought of it last night? Andy Reid beating his old team. Yeah. Huh? It really was not brought up as much huh? during the week as I thought it would. Yeah. And I think maybe it's because he already won one, right? Yeah. I think if he hadn't won a Super Bowl yet and it was kind of that, that great coach that had yet to win one, and now he could win his first one against his old team. That would have been a bigger story. But, you know, we talked about the, what storylines are we talking about this week. Well, it was the Kelsey brothers and nope. eh, two good football teams. We'll see if it's a good game. Yeah. Game lived up to the hype. Perfectly. But, you know, that's I think that's why there was no hype to it because we just knew there was two good football teams here. Two really good quarterbacks. But yep. it, I'm surprised that question wasn't asked more, Brad. I mean, you, you have a chance to face your team, I, but 
if it would have been maybe three years after and he had won the Super Bowl yet as head coach, maybe oh. it would have been more. And Sirianni had said something like he had went to Roseman, you know, hey, I guess he, what, what did Reed do in Kansas these situations? You know, he would a, go to him and go say, you know, what, what, what did Coach Reed used to do in these situations? There was a reference on that, and there there was a backstory there that never really yeah. let itself out. He has been in Kansas City for a decade now, I guess. Right, so. to the point. He's Man. been he's been removed. True, and... I guess the other thing I wasn't talked about as much. I think he fired Sirianni at one point, right? I mean, with that, I think he was an assistant coach there or something, and I think that would have been a bigger play. Back, their backstory, right. indeed. Two three seven thirty seven sixty seven gets you in. Triple eight four five eight six nine two six. I was reading a tweet from uh, Todd Van Stiesel, and and he's you know he's been around Australian ball player and and uh, been in the league and been in the league. <laughs> And uh, I love it. You know, you got to know the guy. Got him. You know, he doesn't mean anything by it, but he tweeted out. He goes. Anybody who starts a tweet out says, this is going to come off super hateful. And it is. He says, but you're telling me, a sport where you have a chance to score, but you'd rather not because it's better to run the clock down to just try and score less points a minute later is the most popular sport in the United States yeah, of it's... America. <laughs> I looked at that and like, that's an interesting angle take slash. And then he's got mm, 71,000 views on it, 39 retweets. And, and I can't see this. Uh, well, I think... I think my counter to that would be football, such a X's and O's kind of strategic it's a clock joke. strategy. I mean, yep. I mean, it's a, it's a. I mean, you're running the ball to run the clock out if you got a lead, right? I mean, yeah. the whole thing is about a this clock. This is how you squeeze. This the is why air we like baseball because we're not talking about a clock, and now we're bringing clocks into it. You know, I, I will throw one thing at you, D and, and B, uh, and do we have a caller? But I'll throw one more thing at you because uh, Joel this morning, <laughs> I can says, however. I don't know, because Philly was letting them score, and I was talking about how Philly was just going to capitulate and let yeah. them score, and he goes, I don't know if I'd have done that. And I know that thinking, because it crossed my mind, too, about my third uh, spiceless taco I was shoving in at the time, is because the field was slicker than Davidson well, Park skating rink in Williston growing up, yep. and one of the chances, if you do that and Harrison Butker doesn't get his footing, and you miss it. Do you go back? Did that run through the mind of the Kansas City Chiefs at all? During oh, yeah. all of For that? sure. I, uh, I go back to the Patriots and Seahawks and what happened at the goal yeah. line. Because yeah. you just never know. Would you guys take the points? Yes. Would you take the points? I, I, I found myself going, you know what? I, I might just take the seven here. Just go score. They can have it for 40 seconds left right. for a minute and, and just defend for two plays. Uh, well, the timeout situation, I wouldn't have. I, w- I would have done what they did. Even though yeah. I'm, I've been Blair Walsh'd, you know. <laughs> I know. Because I think it's that's what, I, I think those are Viking though, right? fans were thinking. Blair, you know, we, I'm not a big in the playing for field goals very often, but that's such a chip shot it, in that right. situation. Right? It, what could go wrong? Yeah. And I just I just got done watching New London Spicer beat DGF the way they did. So, so I don't know if That's I want to give it away. I, I got to be I'm just being honest with myself, Brad. I think you're being honest. Part of me, as that was playing out, I'm thinking. Well, it was, it was a debate, it was a debate take, at the get-together I was at, too. Was it, too? Okay, oh, yeah, I'm thinking, sure. I don't know if I don't just take the points here. What, bird in a hand versus, you know, the, right. the bush. Oh, my goodness. I know, if, you got a sure thing. If they have three timeouts, you're probably just taking your chances scoring. But right. You always use prom analogies, Derek. Yeah. If the one you really like That's says right. yes, but you're, you're going to hold out to see if uh, so-and-so may... I think I've you're been sure. burned on that many times. Man. <laughs> I think Don't assume anything. I think almost it, fifty and single. This is. A... <laughs> I think you're taking the prod date. Uh, we'll go to line one. Doc right. Phil coming up yes. around the corner. Sorry it's, for the. Pop. It's our friend Paul. Paul. Happy Monday, everybody! Holy cow, Paul! It that was a nice 
Super Bowl. It was good. To win for the Chiefs, and I would have taken the field goal, too. Okay, you would have let the clock go down, kick that field goal, and leave them with eight seconds, yep. and then and, and sew it up. Yeah, I, I, and, and I believe you. And Paul, what did you have to eat yesterday during the Super Bowl? That's the main question I have for you. Barbecue chicken. That's not a bad on call. The bun. call. That's not a Good bad call, call Paul. Oof. Plus, it's already uh, pitchers and catchers report for spring training this week. Music. To everybody's yes. ears in this room, for sure. Good stuff. Paul, did the right team win? The team that you thought was going to win, did they win? Yes, the Chiefs. Yep. All right. That's good. That's a... I predicted them to the Chiefs to win 38-35. You did not. Hold on now. Hold, wait, oh, a wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hey, hold on a second there. Really? Are you willing to take a lie detector test on that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm telling the truth. Okay. Well. Next time we all go to Vegas, uh, guess who's coming with us? Yeah, I'm going to look through my m- Facebook messages here to see if that's... If I don't know. deny that he probably... Uh, Johnny Boltman texted me. I've he read. said KC by three. He got it right, too. He just didn't put the score in. I said I, I had Eagles by a touchdown, so I was uh, I was off. And I, Boy, the over-under at 50, what, Derek and I were going over the, some of the prop bets on Friday. Right. And, uh, and uh, yeah, well, they got tails right on the uh, coin toss, right? I went tails, tails, yeah. defer, bing, bang, bong. Yeah. But yeah, over under at fifty one. I was like, boy, that seems low. And I had Stapleton we wearing a cowboy hat though on my personal prop uh, thing. I well, I think wasn't. I think the uh, you know looking at the thanks for your phone call, Paul. Thanks, Paul. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Is you know, fifty is a good way to get people betting because yep. two good defenses. I think the Chiefs' defense is a little bit underrated. Mm-hmm. So you thought maybe it could be that. But that second half, you're talking two athletic quarterbacks. Did your eyes? We'll, we'll take a break, but I want to get your guys' thoughts on. Uh, did Reed and Bienemy just absolutely school Philadelphia in the second half? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, a couple, they, a couple they, of those calls of the goal line just wow. That going to motion, going the other way. That yep. and everyone closing in on Kelsey. That was a play. Yeah, I mean, that was that, that was one that, that was beautiful. That you was you beautiful. write that up in the school. Have you ever felt? Have you ever felt naked? Oh, because that's man. how they felt. Because wow. it was that open. Uh, Doc Phil coming up around the corner. It is a post-Super Bowl. Uh, good, bad, great, ugly. On your text at 35270. At the boys back in the studio. More on the Jack Michael Show next on 740 The Fan. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor? 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 Me. What's up, Doc? Dr. Phil joining us on a Monday edition post-Super Bowl. There's just uh, a lot to unravel on, on everything. Did you guys, uh, Doc, are you a big Super Bowl, get a gathering, sit yourself kind of guy, uh, charcuterie boards, beef, you hang a pig, do you bear pig? What What is the Dr. <laughs> Phil? A pig. I'm just kind of going to go the Hawaiian route there. But hi, Doc. How do you take a Super Bowl in? Um, all of the above, actually. Huh? I have. I had to do the first half with my darling daughter and her husband and their friends. Mm-hmm. And then at that time, I scooted over to uh, other friends that invited me over for the second half. And it was a super ending mm-hmm. to a great football game. See what you did right there. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the post, uh, the game itself, and you nailed it. The game itself, I think we all agree, was uh, was captive, captivating. It was really... Yeah. Really good. The storyline's in there. Uh, Derek Brown and I, I think we all nodded when I said, I think in the second quarter when Mahomes went down on a, on a tackle and came out grimacing, limping. 
I went, well, now he's done. Yeah. And he wasn't. So what magic performed yep. at halftime medically, Doc, after that locker room? I probably can't tell you, but okay. it worked. <laughs> was it like a North Dallas 40? <laughs> it probably was. <laughs> Maybe a- Last game of the year. Yeah. It's the Super Bowl. You, know, the, you open the drawer and everything's available. Because <laughs> he... <laughs> <laughs> and not just Mr. Miyagi either, It's like right? my Aunt Evelyn's junk drawer where you'd find like a paddle game, two uh, yeah. you know, peppermint candies in there and all that. Uh, it's got like a Saturday, yeah. Saturday Night Live bit where the guy was diving and he says he's on anabolic steroids and some sort of horse tranquilizer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, like Yellowstone. We take him to the local vet that, you know, yeah. takes care of Let's press that it's all legal, but, it's, <laughs> right. but there are things that are available. Um through different pain medications, through different types of things that can be injected in various parts of the body and all those type of things. There then different taping techniques, bracing techniques. I mean, there's, there was a lot available, and I know they probably did a lot of e-stim right off the bat since the, super, since the halftime was really long, and that, that benefited him a lot, um, just from the standpoint of trying to control that acute pain that happens once you aggravate that again. So... Um, I wasn't surprised. I mean, I I figured he'd be coming back if he can walk and limp. He will. Be, he will play. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this from that yep. that standpoint. Um, yep. Do human beings, and I know that the answer is yes, but I'm talking about development of pain tolerance. Um, now we know that the ladies do. I mean, my God, if you've given birth or did anything like that, women are going. Yeah, I'll tell you about pain tolerance. My mother, I think, had a root canal in the morning and then gave me at birth at night. I get it. Superhuman should be wearing a cape. But does the average human being uh, de- develop a, a pain tolerance, meaning Patrick Mahomes, did he develop one where even without meds or reps, he's able to, to go on? Well, I mean, pain is such a subjective thing in general. I mean, yes, there are organic causes, but there are people that will tolerate more pain than others. And that's just a, a personal an individual thing that is both inherent in someone's DNA or they've learned coping mechanisms or whatever you have, different states of mental activity. So it's a real subjective thing. The, the, and I want to preface this, too. You know, we always say women are so much tougher. And in some respects, they are. But, my God, if they're going in for a birth, it seems like they hit the front door and they get an epidural right off the bat. Some, you know? yes. And so, so the pain is not really so much there. A little bit afterwards, obviously, um, but not like it was that they're writhing in pain and delivering the child and all that stuff. I mean, those days are kind of gone. Um, and and uh, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that they don't, but but I mean, it's it's a whole different deal um, in this day and age. But getting back to the pain tolerance thing, I mean, we right. see that all the time. You know, there are some people that have no pain whatsoever after you replace their shoulder joint or sometimes their knee joint, and then there are others that writhe around in pain for months. So. It, it, it's really interesting how some people will be able to function significantly better than others with the same injury. And it's just a relation to the fact of what their coping mechanisms are or what their tolerance is in their neuromuscular system. And I ask you, um, I it, ask you this because of this. And on one of my flights this past week, I watched uh, 42. United Airlines does a good job. Sometimes you can watch a movie and watch 42, and I was watching Jackie Robinson's story again and all that. And then I remembered the movie 61, and Derek and Brad refresh my memory on this, but I think in there is, is, is a scene there where, where Mickey uh, hits a home run with, was it a, a, a sprained wrist or a broken wrist? Do you recall, you guys, on that? 
Yeah, something like that. Remember, oh, he came by. I don't remember exactly. Roger was going to yeah. give him like a high five, and he went, oh, don't touch me. Okay. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I was trying to marry between Mickey Mantle homering with a, with an injured wrist, you know, versus Patrick Mahomes. That 26-yard run, oh, to man. me, to me was the game. I mean, that 26-yard run, his longest scramble of the season, was was. Yeah, to, but, oh. but did you see how he ran, though? He ran with a stiff leg. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he was so, he was so immobilized underneath the under, uh, underneath the shoe, around the shoe, around the sock. I mean, you just look at that tape job, and it was basically like a cast. But, you know, kudos to him. He was able to run, and he was able to at least get that, that first down. Um, just a little side note, and I'm not so sure that this probably wasn't the thing. Baseball players are notorious, as well as any sports that have the grip, like hockey sticks or golf clubs or baseball bats or tennis rackets. They're notorious for breaking the hook of the hammock bone in their wrist. Hmm. And that may or may not have been what Mickey Mantle had. Just a little side okay. note there for you. Yeah. David Ortiz had a little trouble with the hammock bone, I remember, with the Twins. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. I think Jeff Bagwell got popped on uh, two and and, and swung yeah. swung there, with it. There's more there's more out there than than uh, than you know. Um, it's a pretty quick recovery usually, uh, but it's a it's a very common injury in uh, people that grip rackets and bats and those type of things for a living. The reason I'm traveling down this path because we opened the show talking about uh, is this a dynasty or is it a, a dynasty? In the making, is Patrick Mahomes the goat, or is he the greatest of all time in the making? And when we look back, do you think Mahomes playing with the injury that he did is something that defines Patrick Mahomes, or will it be the third or fourth or fifth thing you reference when you talk about Patrick Mahomes? That's why I bring that up. What what do we not know that he played with that we should be impressed by? Well, I mean, I think it's going to help define him. I don't think it completely defines him, but but people are going to look back. I mean, if he makes a run for the next four or five years, and maybe they get another couple Super Bowls, you know, intact. Um, I honestly don't know what the definition of a dynasty is. You know, how many years does it have to be, and you know, and, and things because you you start looking back, and you know, how do you define a dynasty? Do they win the world championship? You know, three years in a row, four years in a row. They win the Stanley Cup four years in a row. Do they win the Lombardi Trophy three out of five years? I mean, I don't know what the definition is, but but you can certainly say that they are probably the top team in the NFL. Arguably, uh, for the next for the last five years, um, just because they have been at that level, and you know, obviously Cincinnati knocked them off last year. But so I don't know what your definition of dynasty is. I've always struggled with that, but uh, I think you know their win yesterday goes a long way to saying that you know in our day in the present day and age they are uh, the team that probably is the best. I just look at a mobile quarterback that has a high ankle sprain that to me is painful. That is that is played at the highest level with 300-plus-pound linemen bearing down on him and falling on him and tackling him, and he's able to get out and continue to, to play at the level in which he does. Now, it's not Byron Leftwich being you know, carried by linemen. Down, when was that? When they, right. Yeah. Right, you know, down the field to, to place him down so he could take a snap. That's what I was trying to just bring in, just to, just to let me. That's one of the guttiest performances. I think, yeah. in, honestly. In both championships that they've won i mean they look like they were just about cooked in the fourth quarter the first time against the 49ers and they came yep. back and won kind of the same way at halftime they're down 10 you wonder if you wonder what kind of a shape he is in and they were 
just about flawless in the second half. I'd and say just both those Super Bowl performances. Right. I think. I think. But you I, know what? That, that, I think. I, I think that, that. Yeah. Go ahead. For the whole. Yeah, I just that was their goal for the whole season. They would kind of struggle a little bit in the first half, and then they'd go in and Sirianni would would figure out the defensive things that they need to do, and then they come back in the second half. Defense is stronger. Offense wakes up, and they win. Go back and look at a lot of their games. I mean, they were actually not doing that great in the first half, and then they were a second half team all along the whole year. I think the other thing that I, I kind of was dying to talk to you about today is because uh, you and I have talked about field turf and turf and all that that's embarrassing that yep. that that surface thank was you the for way bringing that back up Derek. Oh, exactly I, and i think that's my because just talking to players i don't disagree with you a perfect natural surface is what we'd want for everyone but i've talked to many athletes like i'd much rather play on field turf than that stadium you know what i mean and man they got to figure that out on the biggest stage in professional sports that was bad yep and it's interesting that you bring that up because they talked with one of the uh what I want to say, the operations guy that was in charge of the grass for the NFL. Um, and he said that's the second best type of grass that we could get. It was, it was just like, okay, well, what's the first best then? And my whole feeling is, is that when you put grass on a tray, it's like it's in a, it's like it's in a, uh, a nursery. Yeah. And you're reeling it out and you're reeling it in. It doesn't get a good chance to have good root um, stability. And I think that's what we're seeing. So you're right, Derek. I mean, there were several episodes where people were slipping in and carving up divots, you know, pretty easily uh, yesterday. And, and I think that they need to figure out a better type of, of grass that's uh, more resilient to some of this stress that's being applied by 300-pound people, you know, jumping on But one of the kickers, you know, he lost his footing when he tried to plant. Right. Uh, no, it cost so backs I, on a cut, a kicker on a, on a kickoff. Yeah, that it was, uh, and this has been in the works for two years, guys. Right, and it was well, it was brought up at the party. Was that about the whole? Would you let Bucker kick it? What if he slips on his way in? You know, and yeah, instead of yeah, letting him score. But, so. but then you go. They're playing on the same turf we are. So you know, that argument goes out the window a little bit. But but the thing is, if it is, is that they better get it figured out because where is the Super Bowl next year? Yeah, Vegas. So they do the same thing. Yeah. And they do the same thing. So it's a Bermuda grass that's in there. That's great for golf courses um, because it's it's so easily the divot comes out and things are repairable. But so they they've got to figure out a better grass, whether that's a Kentucky Blue or something that's got a better root stability, um, so that the so the grass is is able to resist some of that stuff that they do on like pivoting on it better. This- um, I don't know. This uh, that's a good point. I mean, it, it just it, it, it that even though it affects both, they sh- both shouldn't have to deal. That that well, shouldn't be it. part of the equation to change. How many guys changed? Yeah. How many different types of cleats during the course of the game yesterday? Yeah, that's bad. Oh, this is maybe on the more superficial. But I was reading the media, you know, the coverage of the media after the Super Bowl, and if you listen to it, of course, you had Kevin Harlan, which is his. All of us as good as it gets on the radio. I just so might you, play that back later for me. Thank so, yeah. you. Just tune in to Kevin Hart. Thought Kevin Burkhart was tremendous. You know, he's he's really put the uh, the time in. You know, he was doing minor league ball and independent. He was he's just come a long way. And I, I'm selling big, cars on the selling, side. I'm a big for a fan while. of Burkhart. I'm, I'm a big fan of his. I think he calls a clean game. But here's what was uh, was garnering some of the not so high marks. And with all due respect to Terry Bradshaw, was getting a lot of. He's done. Feedback on the the stage. I think Terry, Terry yeah. needs to take his 
player. Yeah. You know, it's time. It, it, he's passed his. Mm-hmm. It is uh, the, the the comment um, that he's even when he said uh, to Coach Reed, who seems like he could take a little ribbon in this and that and other sure. thing when he's when he dropped the and you waddle on over here. And I know Terry is trying to make light of this whole thing, and I that that's the comment that is getting a lot of um, a lot of reaction. I think on the Twitter world, uh, politically correct's not the thing, but he's getting a lot of feet. Uh, well, I flipped it through the channels the other day in that little show, reality show with him, and he was walking around the pool with no shirt on. I don't think, you know, right. you're not talking about waddling. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I, I don't throw stones living in a glass house with this, being in shape, trust me, but that, that's, yeah. My, and, and he's, and he's, yeah. he's got some medical health issues, too, that, yeah. you know, right. dealing with and things. So I think that, you know, they're trying to throw him a bone a little bit, but I think it's it's at the point where it's, you know, Terry, uh, you know, thanks. You've really done a great job, but I think it's probably time we go in a new direction. I mean, you've got, you've got people there that's not maybe Terry, you know, and what he brings to the equation, but Aaron Andrews certainly could step in and throw a couple of respectful questions out. Well, I got Tom Rinaldi as one of the yeah, Tom best. Tom Rinaldi, I mean, even good, better, Brad. I mean, good grief. I mean, he's as good as there is. Well, and even better. My wife made the comment, goes, how old is Terry Bradshaw now? And I went and looked, and I had to look, and he's like 74 now. And he goes, good grief. Yeah, it's a good call on Rinaldi. And they're, and they're bringing in Tom Brady next year. Yeah. I think it's a year after, isn't it? It's twenty four. Yeah, so is it? He's going. Yeah, he's going on a little bit of a. I'm taking a year off. I'm sure. Sabbatical. Is he and Aaron Rodgers going to be in some crypt? Uh, Not going to look into the, the, the world room? of darkness. <laughs> world of darkness. That he's could, going in. Doctor Phil, could you sit in a dark room for four days straight? I could not do that. That would drive Ooh. me crazy. No. no, I don't think so. No. Like when yeah, I watch I Lock Up on MSNBC back in the day, or you know, seeing someone in solitary confinement, that would drive me nuts. Well, are you allowed to sleep? Well, you couldn't sleep though. I mean, cool. yeah. that's true. I mean, you could sleep, but you could, but you would, but your your whole schedule would be messed up. Right. I can tell you that I was in a hotel room for four straight days in Edmonton, Alberta, oh, and yeah. that just about pushed me over the edge. But that, <laughs> I could at least turn the lights on. At least you had your lights on. I know a lot yeah. of – it's funny you mention that. I know someone who was uh, – I want to say they are in Costa Rica for a vacation last year. And sure enough, as they have to leave, what do you have to do? At that time, you had to take a test, right? Yes. Positive. Stuck in a hotel oh, room. Remember when that stuff was For happening? a week in Costa yeah. Rica. And they, you know, sliding food under the door almost like you're in solitary. It yeah. – it, 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 Darn their drove, and you're watching TV, so it's not like you really get your pick of you know everything that you want either, like right? Two channels and can't understand anything. <laughs> exactly, it's like European vacation. You want to watch milk or whatever, <laughs> right, right. <It's> like, <laughs> or cheese? Uh, <laughs> Just pick it a poke. No, no thanks. The no. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that was it. And then uh, then Berman uh, returned, and he got some Chris Berman in there, and then somebody was giving him. Uh, they thought that uh, that the the uh, you know two African American Lincoln. Yeah, the Lincoln uh, yeah. Uh, birthday and then uh, two African-American quarterbacks. And I see what Chris was trying to do. Sure. Uh, and, yeah. and I'm sure he was sincere about it, but it probably just came over, you know, I don't know. That That's what the other uh, – a lot of I think, you re- know. reject or recoil was was on that. I thought so. the thing when – All right, well, let's – okay, let's get to the real important stuff. What was your What was your favorite commercial? Well, <laughs> I, mine was there, the Coors Miller thing, and then they had the blue, no, it's a Blue Moon commercial. I thought that was pretty blue creative. Moon, yeah. twist that's, pretty, that's pretty creative. And then the one where everyone, like, 
where everyone thought that someone sat on the uh, smart TV remote and was actually. <laughs> How many people do you think would, hey, hey, hey. If you have a smart TV, you're like, what's going on? Who did that? <laughs> Brad B. Eldon is like, Kathleen, oh, quit that, moving the chat. I'm trying to watch That was this. hilarious. <laughs> that was well done. So, Did you have one, I w- Doc? I, I like the farmer's dog one. And that one out, the USA Today ad meter. Right. That was number one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that one. Only because I had a dog and then she just passed away, you know, a couple with the uh, a year and a half. Oh, ago. yeah, that probably. So it, it's that whole life thing, you know. I mean, that, just like it just hit home. It's like that's, that's exactly how it goes. That's a tissue one, Derek. Yeah, I, I haven't seen, see you really I haven't seen the full yeah. oh, yeah, I haven't seen the full thing yet, oh, so I got to be, be careful on that one with uh, Bold. Yeah. Brad and I will come over and watch it with oh, you. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> no, lo- no love for the Caddyshack remake? I like that. And Thank I don't know you. why. I loved it. Yeah, it was okay. You know what my favorite the one grease? was? And you know, the, the, one where, the one where John Travolta was doing the little grease kind of cameo thing was kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. I was um, the, uh, and this is going to sound so simple, and you're going to say, mm. and I think it was for Bud Light. A woman's on a couch, and she's on hold. I forget who she's calling. Is it a tax place? or? But I, and it's the on hold music. And then her husband, her boyfriend's in there, and he just starts doing some cheesy. That was the Miles Teller one, right? Is that what that? Yeah. Did? Yeah. He's doing the dancing. The kid who played Rooster in the latest Top Gun. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I like that one. And then yeah. they get. That's pretty creative. And, you still, and then it goes back to hold. They start dancing. Very simplistic. Love the concept. Yeah. That was just made up. Hey, and who won the puppy bowl? Um, I didn't know. I didn't follow that. I missed it. Because there's the what is it? The fluffs and the there's the fluffs. What do they call them? There's the fluffy dogs, and then there's yeah. the ones that are non-fluffy. Oh. You make it sound the, the like dog. it's a sharks and jets type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> the dog commercial, Derek. I don't know. As Phil will tell you, and Brad, I, I don't know if I'd watch it if I were you, because you're you're you just lost your one. Uh, one it was year, over a year ago. Over a year. Yeah, well, no, I, you should watch it. Oh, it's, my God. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you'll, you'll, you'll like it. Yeah. yeah that was, uh, Does the dog die at the end? Is that what you're telling no, me? No, it's not an old yeller type okay. commercial. It's it's a, just it's a fondness of a... Oh, I'll be fine. But it's going, from child, it's to, going a, to, yeah, child to adult. I still got the other two. I'll watch it when <laughs> Russell and Vinny are in. It's just... uh, last but not least, uh, it was uh, the good thing about uh, a lot of... Uh, we were in Denver. I was in Denver last week, and, and uh, the Thursday game day, uh, the skate was going on at, at Magnus Arena for UND Hockey, so I got a chance to kind of overflap, saw Tim and, and the crew and Brad and saw the afternoon skate, knowing how big that game was against Denver, and the ladies went out and won that night. And and uh, tough weekend again for, Man, for the hockey team. Tough. Against yep. a very good Denver team, yep. obviously. Right. Well, in Denver, let's see, they probably will be rated number three this week. Because Minnesota got beat by Wisconsin, so that'll drop them pretty significantly. But, but I mean, there is so much parity in college hockey this year that just it's just wild. And yes, UND didn't you know didn't uh, didn't come through, but you know it's when you're playing that level and playing that good of team, and they were beaten twice before in November. I mean, Denver's a really good team, and. But I think that you know they still have a chance here. Um, but they've got to they've got to win every game out. So they you know they've got to win their next six games. And if they don't, I'm not so sure they go to the NCAA. Well, it'll be awfully tough, I think, at this point. Well, they have, they have to win the you know the. You got to get about eighty percent of your your next available points, don't you? At least somewhere in that neighborhood. Right. Yeah. yeah, and then they'll I mean, be they, praying they, they for. Have, 
Bemidji State or Minnesota State to make it to Fargo because right. that could be buck. Yeah, rough. but I don't, I don't even know if that'll help because it, it, with the NCAC tournament, I mean, there's a way they could probably do it if they won all the way through the NCAC tournament. Then that's an automatic seed. Uh, but I don't see that happening. No. Last but not least, I know we're up against the clock. Uh, do any of you, while a Super Bowl is going on, take the time to look and see what the counter-programming is? I don't even know if that's the right word because it's the Super Bowl. So you're really I have gonna... one I'm alone, but not in a group setting. So. I, I didn't do too much. Brad, did you at all see what was on like some random other... No, I didn't because once I I didn't lock into the coverage till about four thirty probably. I just had I had the radio on for a little while, and then I usually um, there's an old re- rerun of TV shows. They usually run a marathon on Sundays that I usually <laughs> right, watch. Right. Um, if I was watching, watching cornhole on ESPN. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I don't know why that is. Those beanbags. I seem to like that. I don't know. Yeah. You missed the Phoenix Open, man. Well, and that's the unfortunate that's- thing for Scotty Scheffler. It's like he's mm-hmm. winning the Phoenix Open yeah. on the day of that's the Super Bowl. Like five, five o'clock or something. Yeah. And I think that's the third the Phoenix Open and the Super Bowl in the same right. geographical region. Yeah. And Tiger tweeted out somewhere during the weekend that he is back into a PGA event, so that garners some things. But yeah, that always seems like a. Happy Gilmore, the Phoenix Open. Well, you got Daytona. They got the Daytona this weekend, Daytona 500. Oh, that's, yes. So, yeah, they looked out that the NFL has backed up their stuff the week because that need to get going that weekend, if, you know, right away. No question. Doc, I'm glad you ate well and enjoyed some family and friends, uh, and we'll do it again coming up next week when we won't talk about football injuries. Yes. Well, because we there will be a bunch that start to surface now that will have this and that done to them, you know, and I think next week is Brock Purdy's surgery. Was it the 22nd or the 28th? can't remember. Oh, that's right. Uh, so, you know, there'll be, you'll start hearing a lot of things coming out of different areas. Question is, did the Minnesota running back get his shoulder fixed yet? Do we know that? I haven't heard. Mm-hmm. Dell and Cook? Yeah, he needs to. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see if he's a Viking after. <laughs> also known as the Raiders have a decision to make on Derek Carr now uh, yeah, with his with his decision. So there's yeah, there's still a lot to get to in New Mexico. I didn't get to today. New Mexico State not resuming uh, that. their season. Did you read some of the hazing stuff that went yeah, on? Not good. Ooh. The stuff they were doing was so bad. That's just stupid. Yeah, I mean, that's... you know who was who was who was in charge of that? That's uh, that's not pretty down there. All right, Doc, no, we're up no. against it. Uh, we'll we'll do it again next week. Thanks, buddy. All right, have a good week. Dr. Phil Johnson, yeah, I, I kept that for maybe more of a Tuesday talker, uh, if we ever get to that. Uh, save that one for tomorrow. That yeah, be, we yeah. might have to save that tomorrow. Quick time out, back with more after this, 740, The Fan. The Power Trip Morning Show. We look like a group of people who thought they ran out of their drug of choice and then someone <laughs> found some in the carpet. <laughs> 5.30 to 9 a.m. weekdays on 740, The Fan and 740thefan.com. Allow me to say that uh, pitchers and catchers, I think Paul said this earlier on a call, report this week. You guys ready? Another, well, yeah, another bonus of the Super Bowl being backed up. See, I'm all for the Super Bowl being played like the last week of February if they want to back up the, you know, have more bye weeks or whatever. And then we can go right into March Madness. I'm Here's gonna... what I had a thought on. What is next, next Monday is President's Day. And if the NFL goes to 18 games, which I think they will at some point, mm-hmm. so you stretch it out one more week, you play the Super Bowl the weekend of President's Day. Yeah. And then you got your 
for some people a built-in day off Monday. Yeah. Boom. Done. But here's as someone who likes to partake in a few beverages that mm-hmm. you know what I don't understand. So the game gets over what nine o'clock last night or whatever, ten o'clock Eastern. And as we know on the East Coast, everything just kind of runs later. I mean, yep. they, um, they just they they get up a little bit later in the morning. You know that that type of thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's okay to, to not have to drink so much where you're so hungover you can't go to work. I'm right. just throwing that out there. You, did you hear the arguments today? Even brought up Super Bowl should be on a Saturday. Well, we've heard that. And Jim Brown and I talked about the, that. We talked about that on uh, Friday. And I can oh, yeah. I, I can understand the merits of it. It's just I actually did a thesis about this way in college that Thursday and Sunday nights are huge for whatever reason for TV. Prime time. And Friday and Saturdays are just busy. And then, and, and so they're not going to go away because some of the top shows in the history of television, 60 minutes, how long has that been one of the top five shows, right? Uh, you look at, the, you know, Ed Sullivan's show, all that. Yeah. Sunday nights has been huge. And the NFL is not going to tell the networks what to do on this because the networks want it on Sunday evenings. I mean, my, Sunday night football has been the number one show during the fall for the last how many yep. years since NBC yep. got the rights to it. So, they're just not going to tinker with that at all. And so we got to just make adjustments in our life that it's going to be okay. Cause... It, it took over the slot when I was young, Sunday nights. I think at 6 o'clock or 7 was the Disney yeah, g- movie, right, with some type of uh... – well, if you only had one TV, you're fighting about that in 60 minutes. Those are the two Whoa, things that, that battled. You're right. Yeah. You had uh, the movie, and then you watched Herbie the Love Bug for the 58th time. <laughs> That's so true. What was the car number? 54? I think of that one. I don't know. I just I saw it so many, sounds right, yeah. <laughs> so many times. Maybe we have to go back to work on Monday, but you have the Tuesday after the Super Bowl as an off day. Incentive to get to work and work hard on Monday. We'll reward you Tuesday. We call it Super Tuesday. And then tomorrow is an off day where you re-energize yourself and hit the week on Wednesday, and boom, it's almost the weekend. I'm not really sure what you all said there, but... <laughs> So today you're working, yeah. and tomorrow you get off. Well, I think you and I have always said this, as long as you and I have worked together. Mondays in this business is fun. We, I don't mind Mondays. Mondays are. They're Tuesdays just a lot. Are, okay, do we focus on this weekend or still right. talk about this past weekend? <laughs> right. I, right. Yeah, but, Tuesday yeah. talker. Mm-hmm. That's what started right. the Tuesday talker. One, yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, Brad, speaking of Tuesday, you're going to be out and about on a Tuesday night tomorrow night. Uh, yes, uh, hopefully the uh, weather holds up. I think it will. Uh, Barnesville at Hawley. On uh, Tuesday night, boys basketball. We'll have that on the fan. Uh, I know we've got uh, looking like a game Friday, Saturday afternoon. We've got West Fargo at South Boys game. It'll be about twelve forty-five on uh, Saturday afternoon here on the fan. And then next week we start the tournaments. Think Angel about girls that. Tournament starts Think about week. that. That's going on. Uh, obviously, we missed a lot of basketball over the weekend, but uh, good stuff. Uh, boys and men get a pair. UND men get a pair. Guys and women drop a pair. UND women take a pair. Now tied for seconds. There's a lot of stuff there. Dragon men split. Dragon women uh, uh, swept. Uh, Cobber ladies uh, got a win. Cobber men got a win over the weekend. We're all getting towards that, as Brad mentioned, into that tournament time. Good stuff. I uh, can catch Derek on Couch Potato Radio. You can catch us again right back here at noon tomorrow on 740 The Fan.